Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week continues our four-week teaching series, Play the Movie. This third talk will discuss how our work matters to God. You see, life's not divided into two disconnected parts, God in one dimension and work in the other dimension, with the two having nothing to do with each other. So join us as we discuss and look at how God wants to use our lives all day, every day. Welcome to week number three of Play the Movie. And before we get into our content for today, I want to take just a few seconds and talk about our love day, which was yesterday. And it was just a fantastic day for us as a church. We had all kinds of people come out to the Bethel Road campus, and then we sent them out in teams to do a very simple thing, to go serve and love our community without expecting anything in return. And we had a really, really good day. And I just want to say I am very proud of Valley Point Church, the people that came out, the people that gave, the people that organized and just participated. It was really a cool thing to watch, that emotion. And just know God is going to use these things. God is going to use us as a faith community. And God is going to use our simple acts of service just to touch the lives of others. So Great job, Valley Point, and there are some different stories that are starting to come in from yesterday, and I want to share this stuff with you so we can celebrate together. Do you remember the shoes we collected in October? We asked everybody to come in and bring shoes or walk out with no shoes on and leave the shoes on your feet here so we can give them away. Well, yesterday we took all of those shoes and we actually delivered them to the organization that we've partnered with, and they tallied up all of the shoes that we brought, and guess what? we gave 1,200 pairs of shoes away. Isn't that incredible? It's just a very cool thing. And so a lot of people are going to have shoes now that maybe didn't have them before because of our generosity and we got to deliver those shoes yesterday. We also had a group that went to Marcus Hook and we worked at a community center there and just did some cleaning of windows and We planted mums by their signs so it looks really pretty and we painted their park benches and just picked up trash and different things to really make that place look great. And the mayor of Marcus Hook actually gave us a plaque saying thank you for helping us out as a community. And I just love this stuff. It's great, yeah. I love it because it's just us doing some simple things that maybe seem kind of easy But yet it makes a difference in the lives of people and it touches communities and they were certainly very thankful for all of our work. We had a crew that helped wash cars and do a maintenance check for the widows and the single ladies of our church and even beyond. And we had one lady send in an email and it said this, pass along a big thank you to the men and the ladies who took care of my van today. The washing, vacuuming, and maintenance check, they were done with excellence. I and my previously dirty van certainly appreciate the blessing of their work, and that was just a fun thing to watch. And so for all of you involved in washing cars and doing a little maintenance check, that's just a beautiful thing that really touched some hearts. There's a guy and his family who used to attend here, and they moved away recently. 
And he actually sent me a text yesterday while we were doing different things. And so I want to share this text with you. He said, I'm inspired from a distance. I woke up this morning and saw a Facebook post about your love day. I decided to get off the couch and do something. I drove up to the school and helped some guys line the athletic fields. Just felt like I should do something if you all were. Go serve and love. So a lot of good stories coming out of yesterday. And I want you to know, if you didn't get the chance to help out yesterday, that's okay because we have more love days coming. We have one a month. Our next one is going to be on November the 18th. That's a Sunday. And we're going to be collecting things again. So pay attention and listen to some announcements as we have that ready for you. We're going to ask you to bring stuff here and leave it. And then we'll begin the process of giving that away. So that's going to be in December. And then our next Saturday serve day will be December the 15th. And we're beginning the process of putting that day together. And you'll have the opportunity on that Saturday to go with your family to the Bethel Road campus. We'll sign you up and then we'll send you out just to serve our community without expecting anything in return. So really, really excited and proud of our faith community and what God is doing through us just to touch the lives of other people in very simple ways. So can we take just a moment and thank God for what he's doing through us? Okay, play the movie. So I had a friend recently share a quote with me that I thought was very fascinating and appropriate to our theme of playing the movie in our lives. Here's what it said. What I want is for you to consider the consequences of your choice, whatever choice you make. What I want is for you to consider the consequences of your choice, whatever choice you make. In other words, play the movie with whatever choice it is that is in front of you. Play it out. Get to the end and work your way backwards. If you're about to do something anticipate the outcome and play the movie. Now, perhaps that seems a bit too aggressive. Like, can't we just move through each day and not worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after? I mean, let's not get too excited about this. Just live in the moment and everything is going to work out and it is what it is, and things will be fine. Well, there's too many variables in life for that to work. And I think there are way too many things that can go wrong in life for that to work. Here's the challenge. If we don't play the movie with the choices that we make and anticipate the final outcome, there's a few things that tend to happen. I think we find ourselves stepping into messes that we could have avoided. Like, man, if I had just thought about this for a little bit, if I would have anticipated the outcome, if I would have played the movie, I could have avoided stepping into this. And so when we don't play the movie, we tend to step in a lot of messes that really could be avoided. I think there's something else that happens, and that is we find ourselves a bit unprepared for the storms in life. And the storms in life do come. The rain falls on everybody. 
And when we're not wise, when we don't anticipate the outcome, we really become unprepared people for what we're about to face and walk through in life. Ultimately, we're not being wise. Now, wise people, not perfect people, because there is no such a thing. Wise people play the movie and they anticipate the final outcome even though they don't know what's around the corner and even though they don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, they anticipate some of that stuff. They think about it. They play the movie. And this is what we're trying to get ourselves to think about for a bit. And when we do that, when we anticipate a couple of things, here's what happens. Clarity, purpose, and boldness. And we become prepared people who approach life with a confidence that God is going to meet us in every single scene. Even though we don't know what's around the corner, we just have this confidence that God is going to be there. And so I'm gonna play the movie and I'm gonna think about it. With that in mind, I wanna talk to you today about something we don't talk about that much in church. And that is, Work. Your work matters to God. Think about that. Your work matters to God. Whatever it is that you do, whatever occupies your time, your work matters to God. Now, just about every single person in this room has some kind of work. You have something to do. That work might be full-time might be part-time. You might be a volunteer. Your work might be at home. Your work might be school, like you're a student, and that's the work that you have to do right now. You might love your work. You might hate your work. You might be energized by your work, or you might find it to be very, very boring, and you think you're under-challenged. Or maybe you're retired, and work just has a whole different definition for you. Whatever that looks like, for you, we all pretty much have work. We have something that we have to do, and because this tends to occupy a significant portion of our time and our day and our week, I've noticed a few things about my work and about your work. And when I get the opportunity to have these conversations with people who are thinking about this and struggling with this, Here's some of the things that tend to happen a lot. Because work is something that we do and it occupies our time, it tends to be something that defines us. My work, your work, defines you. It's normally one of the first questions we ask people. First, we start with, what's your name? Okay, got that. And Where are you from? Okay, that's wonderful. Now, what is it that you do? What occupies your time? What do you do for work? And then based on what they share, we make some assumptions about who they are. Like, because you do that, that means this. And that's because our work tends to define us. Here's something else that happens. We often separate our work life from other parts of our life. And we keep that very separate and very distinct. 
This is my work life, and these are the other parts of my life. So we tend to separate these things, and often it is not unusual for us to separate our work life from our God life. All right, I want you to follow me over to the easel here because I'm going to write down some words that hopefully will begin to make sense of this. When, someone's, uh, when someone trusts in Christ and they embrace his leadership and his forgiveness, there's a sense where God moves into our life and he wants to lead us. That's what he wants. And so when we trust in him, there's this huge part of our life really the whole thing that God wants and God desires to have. And we would say God is just a huge component of our life at that point. Maybe you're here today and you've never trusted in Jesus alone to save you and you really don't have that friendship yet. Welcome to Valley Point Church. And I want you to know that this is a safe place for you to investigate what God says about how he offers to you a forever friendship. And when the day comes, when you want that and you desire that, just know God moves in and he really wants to lead us. So that's one part of our lives. But as we're talking about today, there are really other parts and uniquely we're focusing on this. It's work. Now what we tend to do often is separate these things. We bifurcate God from work and we say, no touching, no mixing. God, you stay up here in your little corner of the world and my work will be down here. And as long as God is separate from my work world, everything will just be fine. God, you stay away. I'll enjoy you on certain days or on certain moments, but the rest of the time, it's kind of me, especially when it comes to work. No touching. Let's not have this stuff mix. Here's the thing, though. God is interested in everything we do all day long. That's just God. (laughs) He's interested in everything we do all day long, and life is not separated into disconnected parts. It kind of all works together, and this is exactly what God wants for us. So we're going to ask a big question today as we think about our work and God and how all of this mixes together, and here's the question. Should God just stay in his corner of the universe while I go to work? Should he just stay there while I go about my responsibilities? All right, let's think about that. If that's how we act or if that's what we say, if that's really what we want, let's play the movie. Let's storyboard that and think about what's going to happen if I keep these things separate and distinct and I don't really mix them together. I think there's three different things that are going to happen. First of all, disappointment is sure to visit. I mean, it's going to invade our lives because if we have God, if we have embraced his leadership and forgiveness, he wants to be involved in everything. And if we try to separate that, at some point there's going to be some dissonance and it's just not going to make sense because God is going to put pressure into our lives to make sure that he really is leading in every area. 
So if we want to split that out, disappointment, it's going to show up, it's going to be there. Secondly, my career becomes an idol. See, my career will become number one, and it will certainly be more important than God, and it will be more important than family, and it will become more important than the other relationships that I can have in life. And I have to filter everything through the question of, how does this affect my career? When my career becomes my idol, I have to think about that. Not, how does this affect God? Or how does this affect my family? I have to think about how does this affect my career? And that's kind of the number one thing because my career can become an idol. Thirdly, God is not at the center of my work life and that's a problem because it's exactly where he wants to be. See, God uniquely calls us to consistently place him at the center of our lives. And he wants us to have a biblical worldview that weaves him into every aspect of our lives, including work. And again, sometimes we want to separate this stuff, but God's like, no, 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 don't do that. Place me at the center, and I want to weave my way into every aspect of your life, especially work. So, here's our big idea for today. And that is God wants all of me, all of the time. That's just what he wants. He doesn't want bits and pieces occasionally. God wants all of me, all of the time. It kind of looks like this. It's God interacting with me and my work world and my work world interacting with God and these things beginning to blend together in a very unique way because God wants all of me, all of the time, not just parts. He wants it all. Sometimes we hold back and sometimes we shrink away from that. But the reality is when we trust in God, he wants it all and this includes our work. To help us with this, I've got a video I want you to watch. It's of two people here at Valley Point, two workers two different kinds of work, two different kinds of personalities, and two different kinds of challenges that they face in their work life. But yet, they both have this unique tension where it's really, really hard in their work to place God at the center of it all. So let's watch this together. Hi, I'm Deb Barnum. I'm a missionary in the city of Chittagong, Bangladesh. I'm supported by 12 individuals and families and 10 churches, including this one, my home church. In that city of 4 million people, I teach English as a second language to children and ladies in a tutorial. And I also teach English in a Christian middle school for national children. I'm home on furlough right now, and um, I'm looking forward to going back to Bangladesh at the end of this year. I'm John Cummings. I work for a multinational chemical corporation in Center City, Philadelphia. The area of the business I'm in uh, is in agricultural chemicals, also known as pesticides. My specific uh, job within the company is to manage a team of professionals who work with the Environmental Protection Agency down in Washington, D.C. to ensure that all of our products meet all the laws and regulations that are administered by the Environmental Protection Agency. The best thing about my work is when I see uh, the light in the kids' eyes and when they really get it or when they uh, demonstrate a love of reading. I love the relationships that I get to form with people. I really get to interact not only with my students, but with their families as well. 
And I also love, whether in class or out of class, when opportunities arise for me to talk about spiritual things and share Christ with uh, my students and their families. One of the things that's really satisfying about what I do for a living is I really get to work with a, a, a diverse, uh, really talented group of people in working in very complex, uh, complicated, problem-solving projects. Um, of course, with, with that comes a lot of stress, a lot of short timelines, a lot of uh, stress on people. And one of the things that I, I like to bring to the table, and I think I do, and it's one of God's gifts, I think, that I've, I've been given, is that I can bring humor and laughter to a very stressful situation, and we can achieve a common goal by introducing some levity into the situation. Another thing that's very satisfying about my, my job is I get to work in a business sector that really does play a critical role in feeding the world. Uh, as you may know, uh, the, the word pesticides oftentimes has a very negative connotation in the press and people don't understand them. But really I feel that knowing the situation, that really it, it, they play a critical role in providing safe and affordable food to people who sometimes can't afford it. So really it's it, part of God's plan, I think, is to put me in this position to use my talents to really bring God's work into an area in business that really can help the world. One of the greatest struggles that I have is that the Bangladesh government no longer grants missionary visas. And so we all need to get work visas. And involved with that is getting uh, work permits and security clearance and a whole lot of uh, government red tape and paperwork. Because I'm the only one teaching English as a second language with my mission, I have to be the administrator, the bookkeeper, the secretary, and the teacher for our program. And sometimes... I wonder what all that has to do with God's work. But that's what's necessary uh, for us to remain in Bangladesh right now. And so I feel that as long as God wants me there, he'll supply the ability. But, you know, placing God at the center of my work, even missionary work, is sometimes really tough. I think one of the biggest struggles that I face, as well as others in the corporate world, is a thing known as work-life balance. We're all so busy today, and there are many stressors in the corporate world. Fortunately, I was very blessed early on in my career with having a special needs child. Uh, that was obviously a traumatic experience, but it also put in perspective what is most important in life. Uh, one of the things also I think that, that has really helped me in the work setting is I've taken my personal experiences with my son, with my family, and tried to share that with others, to, to really demonstrate that, yes, work is important, uh, profit is important, goals and accomplishments are important, but really what, it all, what all matters is family and God. One of the other big struggles that I face in the, in the business world is during the very tight timelines and stressful situations, you often inter interact with people who may be very different than you, maybe very results-oriented, very driven, where I may be much more attention to detail and people just want to get the job done. And when there's a disagreement, there can be situations where people aren't necessarily treated the way they should be treated. Uh, I'm a person who tr likes to avoid conflict. Uh, I like to use humor and laughter in situations and sometimes that is viewed as not necessarily driving for that result. But really when I look at it and as long as I keep in view that God is my boss, my ultimate boss. 
And as long as I stick to that clarity in my life and treat people the way they should be treated, situations always work out for the best. And honestly, mixing God and work can be a real challenge at times. God and work. It's kind of a huge tension with this. And whether that work is missionary kind of work or whether it's work in an office, how do we make this happen? Well, the paragraph that we're going to unpack today is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And this is a very unique book in Scripture. It has 12 chapters and it's written by a guy named Solomon. Solomon was a king way back in the day and historically is regarded as one of the wisest individuals who has ever lived. And when Solomon walked around, wisdom kind of fell out of him. And people wanted to pick that up and read it and enjoy that and benefit from that. Now, wisdom does not fall out of me. It just doesn't. And maybe it doesn't fall out of you either, but it does fall out of this guy named Solomon. And so we're going to spend some time in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Now, the purpose of this book is to help the reader really develop a God-centered worldview. And one of the themes is that we're all accountable to God. And because we're accountable to God with everything, that includes our work, we've got to figure this out. We've got to find a way to weave him into everything. And we've got some really wise words, starting with chapter 5 and verse 18. Here's what it says. Even so, I have noticed one thing, at least, that is good. Now, do you see that word good there? It means pleasant or agreeable or valuable in estimation. It's just good. So we could say, even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is pleasant, it is agreeable, it is valuable in estimation. It is good, there it is again, for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short, time, a short life God has given them and to accept their lot in life. Verse 19, and it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. And I want to read that last phrase one more time. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but the word good is found four different times in those two verses. And whenever we find a word that is repeated in Scripture, it's because the author is trying to get our attention. He's trying to say, I've got something valuable to say. This is important. You need to sit up. You need to pay attention. Your eyes need to be wide awake because this is valuable for living. And so what's the deal with the word good here? Well, it's good to eat and drink. That's a good thing. And our health can be a good thing. And our wealth can be good. There's also something else in here that is considered good that we don't often think about as good, and that is work. Now, here's the whole deal, the whole thing today. As God looks at your work, 
Whatever it is that you do, full-time, part-time, volunteer, whether you like it or you don't like it, as God looks at your work, whatever it is that you're doing right now, God sees it as good. Whatever that is, as God looks at you and your work, he sees it as good. That's awesome, isn't it? I can tell you guys are thrilled about hearing that, and this is kind of a challenge for us. And so what I want to do is I want to share some takeaways based on what we find here that I believe is going to help us really sink our teeth into this and walk away ready to embrace all that God has for us. So here's takeaway number one. First of all, your work is a gift. What you're doing right now is a gift, and God views it as good Sometimes we don't often feel that way about our work. But God says it's a gift that he's given to you and it's good. Think about it this way. Through your work, you have the opportunity to provide for you. And that's a good thing. Through your work, you have the opportunity to provide for your family. And that's a good thing. Through your work, you have the opportunity to share and to give things to other people, and that is a good thing, and it all comes as a result of the gift of work that God has given to us. And sometimes we just have to step back and remind ourselves that what I have now, what I am doing, what God has given to me, even though it might not be satisfying and even though it might not ultimately be what I want to be doing, what I have is a gift for me, for my family, and for others. And God sees this as a good thing because our work is a gift. Secondly, be on mission where you work. Just make that choice today, that when you start in a few hours, just be on mission where you work. You know, through our work, we have the opportunity to express love to God. One of God's love languages is obedience. And God expects us to work. He asks us to do that, to provide. And so as we work, we're actually obeying God. Think about this. With our work, we have the opportunity. And I think this is just amazing. All of us have the opportunity to fulfill the two greatest commands in Scripture. Through our work. Through something we don't always think about as being a God thing. Through that we have the opportunity to fulfill the two greatest commandments in Scripture. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So through work, we have the opportunity to love God when we obediently go and we do whatever it is that we've been asked to do. When we obey God and when we work, we're showing our love to him. We're fulfilling that one great commandment. And also through our work, we have the opportunity to serve and to bless other people and love our neighbor as ourselves and to think about them. So in a real way, in a very unique way, if we would think about our work like this, it really could change a lot. That through my work, I have the opportunity to do something that is ingrained in scripture and that is to love God and to love my neighbor as myself. So be on mission where you work. Think about this. 
God has placed you right where you're at, in that office, on that route, in that group, in that school, in that cubicle, in that building, so that you can be on mission and love God by being obedient and also love your neighbor as yourself by having things to share with others. So be on mission. Be on mission and know when you're doing that, you're fulfilling the two greatest commandments. It's powerful. Here's a third takeaway. Work helps us overcome issues with the past. It really does, and I think this is amazing. Now, I want to be honest with you and say I had never really read verse 20 before. I was kind of familiar with verses 18 and 19, and we understand that these things that God gives to us, they're good. But verse 20 is remarkable, and here's what work can do for all of us. It helps us overcome our past. So let's think about that. You have anything in your past that you're ashamed of? Anything you wish you could hide? Stuff there that you hope nobody discovers and nobody ever finds out? And so you try to suppress that a bit, but sometimes you allow the past to eat your future and it just keeps coming up and beating you over the head and you're wondering what you're supposed to do about the past? Uniquely work, this thing we don't always like and this thing we don't always involve God in, it can help us with our past. Check out verse 20. It's amazing. It says, God keeps such people so busy enjoying life. What life? Well, in verses 18 and 19, it's eating and drinking and our health and our wealth, that's life, and our work. That's part of life here. So God keeps such people so busy enjoying life, enjoying work, that they take no time to brood over the past. It's incredible. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life, which work is a part of that, that they take no time to brood over the past. There is a real sense where God has given you something to do, something that you can wrap your arms around and wrap your mind around and get so busy with in a balanced kind of way that it helps you overcome issues with the past. And when we view our work as good and as a gift, and when we're on mission fulfilling these two greatest commandments, I think God does something unique where he takes these things that were a part of our past and he helps us just to work through all of that, but that's not going to happen. That will never happen in our work world if we split these things out and we say, God, you just stay up in your little part of the world and avoid and leave me alone in my work environment. Today is all about saying it is time. It is so time for us to say we got to mix this up and we got to weave this together because God wants to use each and every one of us with our work. Three questions. Will you take God to work? Will you do that? Will you take God to work? 
And maybe you're thinking, you don't understand my work environment. I mean, it's toxic and weird, and there's all kinds of dysfunction there, and God wants no part of where I work. You don't understand. You know what? I don't understand. But God does. He gets it, and he sees it. And one of his greatest desires is for you in that place to take him with you. It's what he wants. So will you take God to work with you? Secondly, will you thank him for what he has given to you? Will you thank him for that? I get to have conversations with people who are very dissatisfied with work a lot, trying to figure that out and what should I do and what's next. And so often they point to another thing as the answer, like if I could just get that job, then I would be happy. I mean, this thing is awful and I hate it and I want out, but if I could just get that ideal thing, then I would really be happy and I would really be satisfied. Well, maybe God's not gonna give you that thing until you thank him for what he has given to you. That thing that is a gift and it's good. That thing that he wants you to be on mission with and that thing that has the opportunity to heal issues with the past. And maybe God will give you the next thing when you actually thank him for the thing that's in front of you. So will you thank him for the work that he has given to you? And then thirdly, will you be on mission? Restoring bringing peace and resolving conflict in every possible way? Will you be on mission? See, your work matters to God. It matters. Paid, unpaid, whatever it is that that looks like, your work matters to God. And God wants all of you all of the time. He wants you to place him at the center and have this biblical worldview where God is with you at work and in every other component of your life. And I think when we really embrace this and when we really get after this, that we'll begin to see our work as a gift. We'll be on mission and we're going to have some success with overcoming things with the past. God wants all of me, all of the time, all of the time. God wants all of me, and that includes work. Father, we're thankful for some time today to look at a very unique paragraph of Scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. God, there is some stuff there that's challenging. And often we don't talk about work here. We think about other things and we do other stuff, but work is such a huge part of what happens to us. It fills a significant portion of our day. And so God, I pray that you'd really speak into our hearts right now as we think about work and what this means for us. God, we're probably all over the place with work. Those who are happy, those who are very dissatisfied. God, there are people here who don't have work right now and they just want that, anything. 
They'd just be happy if you provided that for them and they're probably angry and upset that you haven't come through on that for them. God, I just pray in this moment as we respond to you a bit, as we play the movie and become wise people who anticipate the outcome that we would really desire to say, I have to include God in my work. I just have to do that because if I don't, it's gonna be a problem. So God, help us to internalize this now and make some great choices. I'd like for you to keep your head bowed, your eyes closed for a moment. And for you just to talk to God and say, God, on this day right now, this is what you're saying to me about my work. This is what you're whispering into my heart. Just talk to God about that. Maybe you're really happy with the gift that God has given to you. Would you just thank him for that? It's an amazing thing. Thank him for that gift of work. Maybe you're really unhappy and not very satisfied. Would you just give that to God? And tell him you're not happy. You're not satisfied. Just give that to him. He can handle it. Perhaps this has been a little painful for you because you're looking for work. You don't have that right now. Would you just ask God to provide that gift for you? He has the ability to do it. Let's talk to him and ask him to provide. Throughout our experiences with Play the Movie, we've been giving you the opportunity to take a step and respond in a physical way. And so here's what I'm going to offer for you today. Maybe you'd like prayer for your work world. Whether it's good or if that's rough or you're happy or not very happy about that, whatever that looks like, you just want a prayer of blessing for you and your work that God will help you to view it as a gift and God will help you to be on mission and God will use that to help you overcome issues with the past. Or maybe you just like work and you want us to pray about that for you. Here's what I want you to do. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want you to stand right where you're at in your seat. You don't have to move. I just want you to stand right where you're at. So all over the room, if you would like us to be praying for you and whatever it is that you're experiencing at work, just go ahead and stand at your seat. And I've invited Lee White, an elder, to just pray a prayer of blessing over you that what you walk through and what you are experiencing at work will really be a dynamic thing and a good thing for you. So if you'd like to stand and be a part of this unique prayer of blessing for you and your work, do that now.
and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for the gift of work that you've put in our lives. We love you and we want our work to be how we respond to the love you have for us. And I'm so thankful that each person here that is standing up, that is bringing their heart to you, your word tells us when we pray, no matter how small it is, you hear that. Maybe those that are standing today, some of them don't have work and need a job and they are desperate. They are seeking that. Lord, there's just so much emotion in that. They want a job. And Lord, we just lay it at your feet. We ask that you bless that, that you hear the cries of their heart, that you will work in that search, that you will bless that search, that you will give it a result of fruitful jobs and the right job for that person. Maybe there's another group that is just struggling at work. And for some reason, it's just so hard right now. There's just so much work to do. They feel defeated. They can't get it done. Or maybe there's a relationship there that is just causing some stress. Lord, I know it is for me. It's just so tempting to keep you on the sidelines while I'm on that field at work every day. And Lord, you want to be on that field. You want to be there with me. And for each person here that's asking you, maybe this is the first time in their life that they've actually prayed about work to you, that you will show up there, that you will whisper to them, and every day that you will be a part of that work experience for them. For another group, maybe they're happy and they're enjoying it, and they just want to continue to, to be on mission for you there. And Lord, if you'll just guide them and lead them and show them the steps you want them to take and how they can be the light for you at work. And all these requests, Lord, just new jobs, the anxiety, maybe they're starting a new job next week or the week after or just did, that you would just whisper to them and tell them how much you want to be a part of that work. We lay all these requests at your feet, Lord. Those that were spoken and unspoken, you know what's on our heart. And we ask that you listen to the cry of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m. 